Is it just me or is my hair looking gray as shit today? Damn, StreamYard, I'm paying you guys more money than I should be to make my hair look this damn gray. Fucking got me looking old. I'm going to sound like a boomer here too. <clears throat> but there has recently been an unexpected confluence in my life. I'm a cisgendered heteronormative male, aka a dude. So it should surprise nobody that for the last 25 or more years, Snow White has not once passed through my mind. Not a single thought about Snow White. Maybe even 30 years. That is until I had a daughter. I got two now. The oldest one is now four. And um, it's interesting. I spent so little of my life thinking about Snow White, only to think a lot more about Snow White lately. Uh, my four-year-old saw the film actually when she was three. So from the age of three, my, uh, my first daughter has been familiar with Snow White. Uh, we've got the Blu-ray, which we watch from 37, the 1937 Disney version. Uh, she's got a Snow White outfit. She's got a Snow White doll. So um, I've definitely thought more about Snow White, even revisited the film several times, maybe a dozen, since buying the Blu-ray for my daughter. Uh, it is probably in her top three, I would say. It's probably in her top three. Uh, simultaneously, Snow White's been making a little bit of news lately, too, for the anticipated remake starring Rachel Zegler. Uh, she has been particularly the source of some ire online. And uh, I'm not here to say bad things about Rachel Zegler. I don't feel like piling on with any criticisms of the upcoming live-action film. But I will say that it looks like a steamy pile of shit. I do not plan to see that. I don't plan on taking my daughter to see that. She's young enough that we can probably pretend it doesn't exist for a few years. We don't need to like shit on my children's um, mental image of of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, there's still dwarves in this house. So I'm not here necessarily to shit on the film, but what I do what I do want to talk about in today's movie mass sermon bow your fucking heads i'm gonna uh i'm gonna drop some wisdom on on everybody about the 1937 film uh, because there's just been a lot of talk about it lately people in my personal not online circle have have discussed it lately relatives family members close friends have discussed snow white a lot more lately simply because it's been a little bit more forward in the cultural zeitgeist as a result of all the attention that the the shitty, really, really shitty looking movie is getting. But I do want to say that almost everyone that I've spoken with, almost everyone that I've encountered personally, as well as some of the takes that I've seen online, like uh, even celebrities like Kira Knightley has a, has a particular take on Snow White and some of the other Disney films. And I want to say that all of those people, every one of them, they're all wrong about the 1937 Snow White film. And that is specifically what I'd like to talk about today. So for a long time, a long time, a lot of these people that I mentioned tarts were parroting this really, especially dim witted, cold, cold, cold take on the 1937 classic, the, the animated film, snow white. Um, you know, I gotta say, I'm not a snow white, 1937 snow white expert. I, I do have a degree in film theory, um, so I am an expert in, in film criticism, but, um, I would say Disney princess films are not part of my, my, uh, 
area of expertise. And as a child, as a young man, as I mentioned a moment ago, I'm, I was more interested in cartoons starring transforming robots. And then as I got a little bit older, uh, the transforming robots kind of yielded to uh, Japanimation titties were far more interesting to me in the 90s. Like, the, you know, you guys have seen Fatal Fury with the... I'm sure there was a, a whole team of Japanese animators that spent weeks just getting the titty jiggle on that on that lady right. So anyway, that was more interesting to me as a 15-year-old. How can you blame me? And also, I'm bringing back Japanimation. I think that's a word that we used to say a lot in the 90s, and we should never have stopped. Anime, whatever. It's Japanimation. Let's just call it what it is. Japanimation sounds better. Anyway, I think what I'm trying to say is that... Um, Throughout my life, I I have been less of a fan of Disney princess films than a 12th century Mongolian nomad wandering the steppes of of Inner Mongolia, Northern China. Uh, of course, you know recently, um, I've come to watch it more. I still prefer Japanimation titties, but I definitely appreciate Snow White more than I did as a younger man. Um, I really just want to address some dumb shit babble uh, that it's kind of an old criticism. It's not necessarily a new criticism of the 1937 classic Snow White and other Disney stories like uh, Sleeping Beauty, but it's especially prominent in Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. The, these films end with a prince kissing their princesses while the princess is unconscious. And the criticism focuses broadly on the general dependence of the princess on the prince and more specifically hones in on the immorality, the wrongness of initiating sexual activity with a person while she is sleeping. I mentioned Kira Knightley. Um, she has been outspoken. She's taken this uncharitable view towards the prince, but even Many people that I know personally, people in my life, have taken this uncharitable view towards the prince, casting him as a veritable rapist who descends on these young girls the moment they pass out, like Bill Cosby or some shit, like he's making them a drink and they wake up and he's like slipping their underwear back on. That's obviously that's kind of my Bill Cosby fantasy. You know, sue me. Um, I said I was heteronormative, but not all the time. I got a thing for Bill Cosby, the Cos, JK. Uh, but I, I do want to tell you why the thinking that that many people have about the prince and the immorality of them kissing the princess to wake them is entirely wrong. It's an idiot take, and it's entirely wrong. And I'll begin with an analogy. Imagine that I'm at a party on a houseboat, and Rachel Zegler is also there, and she's been drinking a little bit, and uh, maybe she even got into the lewds a little bit, Wolf of Wall Street style, and I'm grabbing a fresh Diet Coke. I look over, and I witness Rachel stumble into the railing and fall from the upper level of the houseboat into the water below. I'm a former lifeguard. I've been CPR certified for like 20 years, so naturally, I jump in after. I pull her back on board the houseboat, and so whether it was the drinking, the fall, or maybe just a little bit of time underwater, all of the above, Rachel is unconscious and not breathing once I fished her out. Of course, I'm going to instruct somebody specifically to call 911, but it is here that I would normally provide two rescue breaths followed by a round of chest compressions. But here's where I would pause, because should I really be putting my mouth on Rachel's mouth without her explicit consent? She didn't consent before falling into the houseboat, of course. 
But on the other hand, does anybody actually believe that Rachel would opt to die because she couldn't consent to my lips touching hers? Not the way she loves herself. I can hear you saying, yeah, but CPR is a life-saving emergency medical procedure. It's not a kiss. Okay. But in response, I would say, so is what the prince did for Snow White. It's irrefutable. It's an objective fact. The prince stumbles upon Snow White, and she's in a coma, no signs of consciousness, zero responsiveness. She is in what is called a persistent vegetative state. She's out. You could pound nails through her, and she would have no fucking clue. She is out. You could saw her arms and legs off. What I'm saying is you can do anything to this broad. She is out. The prince chooses to kiss her. And instantly she's restored to full consciousness. She regains all of her motor function, all cognitive function. She's restored to full and perfect health by the prince when there was no available alternative. There was no other life-saving medical treatment that could be applied to Snow White. Just the kiss. As far as I'm concerned, the prince performed a priceless service that saved her life. He's exempt from any liability or criminal wrongdoing by good Samaritan laws. Pretty much everybody has those. It's pretty common, ubiquitous throughout the United States that Rachel Zegler would not be able to sue me if I resuscitated her on the houseboat. She couldn't later say that I touched her lips with my lips and it was non-consensual or that I broke her rib or that one of my fingers grazed her titty when I was doing the chest compressions. She would not be able to sue me for any of that. They, they, they would laugh it out of the courtroom because I saved her life. And so... Anything, the the small finger grazing her titty when I'm doing the chest compressions, my lips touching hers, covered under Good Samaritan laws, and that I performed that as a uh, life-saving medical treatment and not because I wanted to graze my fingers across her titties when I was doing chest compressions. So he's exempt. Prince is exempt. Uh, some people do object because it's not obvious to them that the prince acted to save Snow White. Like he kissed her, but he didn't know that his kiss was going to revive her. They think that maybe he was like satisfying a sexual desire and taking advantage of Snow White while she's unconscious. Like he'll take the opportunity to, to kiss her because she's out. But to them, I would say, how do you know? How do you know that the prince didn't know? It was written in the witch's spell book. If you've seen the film, you know the, the part where the witch is creating the poison apple to, to give to Snow White when she selects the spell there is a close-up shot of the book revealing the spell written in plain English right there on the fucking screen for you mongoloids is the words that she will be revived by true love's kiss. So it's printed in the witch's book. It may not be common knowledge because we wouldn't expect a witch's textbook to be commonly distributed across the land, but we don't know that the prince has not seen that book or a similar publication he might know just as well as we, the audience, do that the kiss will resuscitate Snow White. So if we're being charitable, the charitable reading of Snow White is that the prince knew he was providing something of a medical treatment. He was not taking advantage of a passed out girl. I mean, he gives her a little kiss. He doesn't even get his dick out. The Wicked Queen was dead by the point in time that the prince was resuscitating Snow White. So we don't even know what happened between her death and him kissing her. We we know that the dwarves buried Snow White or didn't bury her. They laid her out in the glass coffin, but we don't know what the prince has been up to. So for all we know, 
He might have gone looking for Snow White, gone into the castle. There's no queen. There's no Snow White. He starts poking around. How do we know he didn't find the book? How do we know that when the prince shows up, he doesn't know what's up? He acts with some clarity. I don't know about you guys, but I don't care how hot the corpse is. I'm not kissing dead broads. Period, zero, the end. If I show up at your wake, rest assured, I don't care how fucking hot you looked in life, I am not going to smooch you. I don't make a business of smooching dead bodies, okay? If the prince thought she was dead, why fucking smooch her? I mean, maybe some sentiment trying to say goodbye. I don't know. That could be a reason. But he does seem to know kind of what to do. He fucking walks right up. Hey, get this glass lid off of here. I'm going to lay a smooch on this broad. He doesn't seem shocked when she wakes up. If you go to a wake and you do happen to be weird enough to kiss the corpse of the person lying in the coffin and they fucking yawn and sit up and you weren't expecting that you're going to shit your pants. So the prince is like, whatever, cool. All right. She's awake again. Let's get on my fucking horse and ride to me. Maybe, maybe he did have reason to expect that his kiss would resuscitate Snow White, in which case he did know that the kiss was a really the only viable medical treatment for Snow White's condition. And he gave that treatment knowing that he was providing a treatment and not for reasons of his own sexual gratification. In my mind, that completely exonerates the prince and everyone needs to shut the fuck up. So if he was, you know, it's not like the movie Kids. All the prince does was kiss her. Again, he didn't get his dick out. He's probably not even aroused. It was more of like a goodnight sweet princess kind of kiss anyway because he thought she was dead. And even if he was kissing her out of lust for a beautiful corpse, in this case, I could say the end justified these particular means. So even if he's kissing her lustfully, kissing her corpse, the end justifies the means. Put yourself in Snow White's shoes. She's in a coma. There's no treatment. She's sleeping in a glass coffin in the woods forever until the prince comes along and lays one little chaste-ass kiss on her, like right there. Look, if I'm in a coma, if I'm in a coma, and the prognosis is that I'm a vegetable for this foreseeable future, I'm not waking up, then all of you watching this, you have my permission and consent right now. You can piss on my face if it restores me to full and complete health, forget about a little peck. You can fucking piss in my fucking ear. I don't care. Again, the prince's motivation and intent is far less important than the outcome, if you ask me. And from the looks of it, Snow White agrees. She fucking jumps right on his horse. She's not awake for 60 seconds. And she's like, all right, I'm coming with you. She seemed pretty appreciative of being awake again and didn't even really seem to mind the kiss. You know, he's not like Freddy Krueger or something. He's a good-looking prince, and he's fucking rich. It's abundantly clear that Snow White does want the prince. She doesn't reject him in the slightest. She's not upset by the kiss. She doesn't push him off. She's not like, oh, get off me. You were kissing me while I was asleep. That's disgusting behavior. She provides consent afterward. It's sort of a, a post hoc consent, but I don't know. I'm going to kiss my kids goodbye when I'm leaving for work at 6 a.m. They're not going to wake up and be like, oh, gross, my wife. They're not, oh, don't touch me. No, I'm allowed to kiss them because we have a prior relationship. For all we know, Snow White might have already consented to this type of sexual activity with the prince. I mean, I'm not going to wake my wife up and ask her for permission to give her a little peck on the cheek because I'm leaving for work. I mean, 
we already kiss people in their sleep all the time. We don't think twice about it because we already have consent for that type of thing. We give them a little kiss and we go. Why should anyone assume that Snow White and the Prince don't already have some consent worked out there? Very little is seen of their relationship in the film. We know he's a prince. He's probably from a nearby kingdom. They might know each other quite well. We see him ride up one day while she's doing her scullery maid thing, right? But they might have spent considerable time together before Snow White's father died. I mean, if he is the prince of a neighboring kingdom and they're roughly the same age, who knows? They might have grown up together. They might have spent tons of weeks and months together. They might even be betrothed prior to the beginning of the film. We only know that the Wicked Queen made Snow White a scullery maid and Snow White fled from the prince and they're only seen together in the film because she didn't want her to see him in her fucking shit ass uniform, right? She wasn't running away from the prince because he disgusts her and she doesn't want to be near him. She was running away from the prince because she's fucking embarrassed. She was wearing rags. She probably had fucking dirt up to her elbows. She's not running from the prince because she doesn't want to smooch. She's running from the prince because she want to get her fucking shit together, put her hair back up, and I don't know, maybe put on a, a different outfit. She's dressed like shit when they meet early in the film. Anyway, there might other be there might be other folks out there at this point thinking that it's kind of stupid in general for a kiss to be more effective than CPR, uh, or that like a kiss would even have these like medical resuscitative properties. Um, you might be thinking it's stupid for a curse to be broken by a mere kiss. What kind of curse is that anyway? But if that's your complaint, then you need to get a Ouija board and take up the matter with the Brothers Grimm. It's not the prince's fault that the evil queen spell sucked dick and it had a big glaring loophole. So like maybe these people need to focus their ire on how stupid the spell is instead of bitching about the prince being a rapist. I mean, none of this shit makes any sense when you stop to think about it. Much as I love the the 1937 uh, Snow White film, it is a classic, and, and viewing it now as an adult, I can tell why it is, you know, bar none, the film that made Disney. But, but really, it doesn't make any fucking sense. The powerful and merciless queen, for instance, certainly okay with killing. She's all right with getting her hands dirty. She orders the murder of Snow White near the beginning of the film. So, like, why does she downgrade later in the film to like a semi-permanent nap? I don't know. I mean, why not kill her again? Why not send 10 dudes to kill her? Why not kill her yourself? No, we'll just put her to sleep for a really long ass time. I mean, she'll eventually like sleep until she dies probably, right? I mean, she'll pass away at 80 or 85 or something in her sleep. We know that the queen can use magic to transform herself. She turns into the old hag. We also know that she knows Snow White's location in the forest. She's able to find Snow White quite easily. She's already seen through her magic mirror where Snow White is. So this is the real question that you need to occupy yourself with. Why the fuck didn't the Wicked Queen just transform herself into a goddamn Kodiak bear weighing 800 pounds and then just go maul Snow White to death, eat her corpse, and then turn her into the fairest bear shit in all the land? See what the magic mirror has to say about how hot Snow White is when she's been reduced by hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes into actual bare excrement. I mean, the real problem here is that the logic of the story is ridiculous. It's not that Snow White gets a chaste little smooch while she's unconscious. These people that object to that are taking up their issues with the completely wrong person, okay? Snow White clearly consents to the kiss after the fact. The, the problem is 
the queen's whole beef is that she's not as hot as Snow White. So when you think about it, she doesn't even have to kill Snow White. Just transform into Hannibal Lecter and eat her face or build a Taco Bell in the woods and get Snow White hooked on fourth meal and menthols. She'll look like shit in a year. So to summarize, Snow White was clearly thrilled to have been kissed by the prince and therefore he had her consent, even if it was retroactive. People should not bitch about the prince being a rapist if Snow White consents to the deed. Okay, that's between Snow White and the prince. You don't got any right to tell Snow White what she can and can't consent to, especially if you're that kind of free-minded, free-thinking person. Okay, And two, even if Snow White did not consent, which she clearly does, but even if she woke up hypothetically and said, get the fuck off me, that's disgusting, how dare you, not only did you kiss me in my sleep without my consent, but I'm a lesbian, so get the fuck off me with your penis, get out of here. Even if she didn't consent, the prince, by kissing her, directly caused the immediate reversal of her serious, grave medical condition for which there was no other treatment available. So, again, the end justifies the means. I think even the most militant lesbian out there would gratefully accept a smooch from these lips and let this mustache rub up on their lips if it meant that they got to come out of a persistent vegetative coma. Anyone that thinks that the prince did something wrong clearly has not considered my present argument. Moreover, I think that most of these people are willfully taking a negative stance on the prince because that position appeals to them. They're considering only the evidence in the film that supports their particular personal bias. And look, if you want to bitch about misogyny and sexism, I mean, don't even talk about Snow White. Why do you have to dig up an 85-year-old cartoon? I mean, just consider this statement. Cash is king. But why is it king? Why can't cash be queen? Why does cash have to be gendered anyway? Is it because cash has dudes printed on it? But that's just a U.S. cash. I mean, there have to be countries out there that have broads printed on their bills. I mean, fucking U.K. has to have Queen Elizabeth II on some of their cash, especially now that she's dead. I mean, what the fuck? 